You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop. For more about this show and my other show, Enthusiasts, plus to get the latest interviews, K-pop news, album reviews, and so much more, subscribe to the show's free newsletter at 17karatkpop.substack.com. Enjoy the show! Hi everybody! Welcome back to 17 Karat K-pop. Today, my countdown of the best J-pop releases from K-pop artists. Top 5 countdown first, then get to a ton of honorable mentions. And I do just want to address my bias right away that I'm a big third gen person because I first got into K-pop around 2017. I mean, I familiarized myself with K-pop from every era afterwards, but the era I have the most fond memories associated with that adds to my, the memorableness for me, the special meaning to me of those artist Japanese eras, the focus will be on third gen, fourth gen. So if you're like, Hope, talk more about BOA, Girls' Generation, etc. I will in an upcoming episode if you want, but I must admit some bias in my top five. Feel free to prove me wrong and say one of those second gen artists is actually superior and should be in your top five. Nominate your own picks. Let me know what you think. And remember in Spotify, you can actually just answer that question of the day directly in a comment box in the app. With that being said, let's get to number five. BTS. They have some very beautiful Japanese songs. Lights is beautiful, Film Out is beautiful, with a great ascending structure that makes it feel like it just keeps unfolding. It has a good composition, the song lingers in some places, the way the song kind of meanders and lingers in some moments. It just makes for a full feel, like it does belong in a movie. Get your film out, cherish the moment. They're always so good at bringing not just a message to life through music, but the inner feelings underlying that message. They provoke a feeling through the song title and substance, like Euphoria, that song feels euphoric. Serendipity, that song feels like what serendipity would be if it had a sound. That's what they're so good at, and so for Film Out, they once again impressed, giving it this feel of someone trying to cherish the moment. And with lights, they also brought to life, if lights had a a soundtrack, basically, when you're turning on the lights. Look, the metaphor maybe only goes so far, but they really musically bring life into what they do. Plus, I love their alternate stories. They give some big songs, Blood, Sweat, and Tears being my favorite example. But the Japanese versions of their Korean hits tell a really interesting alternative story with alternative Easter eggs to find, an alternative aesthetic route, It's like the demo version of a release, like the demo video treatment. So we get to see a different version of what was pitched, it feels like. Number four, Boa has been a massive hit in Japan. She has nine Japanese albums as of recording time. Her best era, I would say, either Identity or Valenti. Number three, Twice. Their Japanese releases, huge both in terms of quantity and quality. So much Japanese music from them, from compilations to peppy originals like Candy Pop. There was the I Want You Back Michael Jackson cover. I think they did a great job with. They twiceified it, made it their own, but kept it honest and true to the original. They actually adapted that for a Japanese film. Celebrate is a fun, cute, colorful romance story. Kura Kura has this cool fancy mansion setting, which kind of gave me a twice TT video flashback, seeing the banquet, the Gatsby era feel. That's one of some great, perfect twice call and response moments. 
They also just stay so cute and innocent sounding when they get a bit sassier. Like they sing in Perfect World about, on that album it's all about, you know, get out, get lost. They say as cheerfully as you could ever imagine. They have this take charge demeanor replacing the sweetness. They have a bold and brassy song in Perfect World, which goes for more of a Broadway show, circus type, theatrical aesthetic. The best b-sides are good at love and pieces of love. Another great example of this is Bulldozer, BDZ. That single is so twice because it's kind of like, what the heck? Like, you're talking about like a bulldozer. You could demolish something, but you're saying it in the cutest high-pitched voice. Like, let's go. I just love the accidental humor of it. And stay tuned because our Misamo subunit will debut this summer. And they pre-released Bouquet to tease that. Taman. My favorite solo is Period. Regardless of the genre, the language, one of my favorite songs. Like, top 10 of all time. Beautifully done. The video is beautifully done too. So striking. So powerful to me. Goodbye, aka Solitary Goodbye, by Taman. It is so, so beautiful. And as I've talked about before on the show, with my sensory issues, certain music just somehow taps all the right buttons in my brain, unlike neurotypical people. So not sure how neurotypical people experience music, but for me, certain songs are truly magical, the power they have over my brain. This is one of those songs. The instrumental-only parts do everything I wanted. The video is so incredible too, so cinematic. This red piano he lies on is the pop of color amid a sea of gray. He is kind of between two worlds. There's water and fire. He's controlling the elements like a superhero of sorts. But he also has this dramatic death, an open coffin scene, blue flowers, symbolic pops of color that really just add to the drama and have a deeper meaning. I broke that down in the Taman trilogy of episodes. He really is just really in his acting mode, and of course sounds beautiful. Another powerful piece of cinema, Flame of Love, where there's this ghostly spirit that he is reminiscing about. A now-deceased lover, it seems. This tall shadow remains. He has these firepower still. His lover is presumably gone from this car wreck, but he has a figure with him made of red flower petals. The phoenix swoops in, drops flames on him, so wings grow back like he's revitalized, but now they're black wings that do burn away. The spirit kind of jumps out of him several times like a nesting doll of spirits that is dancing beside the memory of this date night presumably in the car. It's ambiguous, but he's clearly just kind of mentally stuck lingering over past romance. It's really powerful stuff. So is Under My Skin, which is very powerful imagery, like the field with square mirrors lying on the ground around him, and those mirrors end up shattered by the end. He still uses powers, but pretty half-heartedly now, just emits kind of dying out minor sparks sputtering out of his hands. There's the beautiful ocean view, the piano's back, just a little goes a long way with object placement. Truly, cinematographers should study his work. He knows how to just prompt an audience emotion. He's evocative. And he plays, like I said in the Tame and Trilogy of episodes, a trio of alter egos. One in a red room, one walking around outside, one by the ocean elsewhere, one wearing all red, one in all black. Lots of interesting ambiguity. Then there's Famous, which has the pivotal car and cracked mirror and other repeat symbols. 
there's a really symbolic and cinematic scene where he is facing himself, like literally the dual Taman egos, the alter egos face each other. One looks like it's framed in a picture, so it's kind of like two actual physical beings, but it's also like one is just in his head or a projection, an image of himself. There are flashbacks. Now he still has flames, but not because he has powers, they're just out of control. Lots to read into there. In some videos, he is the victor, and in others, he is the victim. And sometimes his videos are about this nature of identity, so he might be both, responsible for the good and bad in his own life. He has a lot of philosophical underpinnings to his work, Japanese and Korean, like Plato's Theory of Ideas, again, I talk about in the Taming Trilogy of episodes. But overall, if you just want to know which songs to check out, videos aside, the whole self-titled album, Taemin, a must-listen, all the way through, his voice on the song Holy Water is freaking holy, heavenly, fantastic. Exclusive is another one that really just taps all the right buttons in my brain with the instrumental breakdown. It's You is a beautiful slower one, very sultry. Electronic fans should check out Eclipse that kicks off the self-titled album because that also just does what it had to do in my brain and pairs a good instrumental with his just alluring, evocative voice. His voice is just commanding. There's no blending in with his releases. They really stand out. Number one, Will Shock You, who I picked. 17. They really do pay attention to every detail. The choreography, the visuals, the sound. I dissect all of this, their catalog, layer by layer, including Japanese releases, in the ongoing essay series on my site and Substack. If you go to the 17 Talk page or sort by artist on 17karatkpop.weebly.com, you can read the essay installments decoding this stuff. I'm always so impressed. So many little details, just packed with meaning and power. So many both subtle and not subtle ways, they really just keep audiences engaged. They're just master storytellers. First, there's We Make You with the single Call, 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 which is just such a nonstop jump up and down party. The owls in the OOO, so fun. The sound effects, the cymbals, guitar, phone ringing. I mean, it's a mix of sound effects and instrumental layers. The chaotic energy, the topic warrants which is a sweet message, so it's not just like a frenetic energy, it's also just a comforting one, in their own personality-packed way, where they're saying, hey, no matter what, until your battery dies out, come call me, it's fine, I'll run to save the day. Like, you better call me if you're down on your luck. Don't you dare keep that bottled up. They have some great personal touches in the video with the number 17 on the pool ball, the rotary phone symbolism that we've seen before, Slow-mo dramatic running, chaos ensuing as they all charge slow-mo at the phone. It's very theatrical, over-the-top acting, as always for them. Love it so much. Fallen Flower, beautiful song, with beautiful piano, guitar strumming, acapella moments, then suddenly a fast EDM beat. When they sing Flutter and Fall, the song really does have the movement of like it becoming the changing of the seasons. They have beautiful lyrics about scars healing and sprouts emerging where flower petals fell last season. They also agreed to stretch out their hand to help those who have been forgotten, the downtrodden petals that you may feel like. It's a sweet metaphor. They also have very cool group choreo where from a bird's eye view, it's like a flower unfolding and blossoming. And some aerial moments. 
interesting details like the dried up old flowers taped to their faces, voice for Joshua. They also use the architecture to tell the story with the rubble, the strings, the threads, literally hanging by a thread is what keeps the walls tied together through one opening. The way the tangled up in chains and ropes aspect affects their dances together, like the eight and Hoshi, then suddenly Wanwu ends up caught in their rope as well. The shadows behind the curtain. I mean, every detail adds to the story visually. The architecture, lighting, props, camera work, outfits, choreo, it all says something. There's a beautiful moment, movie still of sorts, when a glimmer of light falls on Mingyu amid the darkness, and that light is also where red flower petals fall. There's the sweet still in the video of Jun and Wanwu smiling and reaching hands toward each other with those little gold spikes on them, indicating some hesitancy, reasons to pause, but ultimately going for it to lend a hand and be there for each other. The way they walk around, chunks of mirrors on the ground like stepping stones that are uneven. The way they allude to the Japanese tale of the red string that binds people and their fates together. It's a whole thing. I mean, so much. Plus, they do the 17-ism of making very clever usage of punctuation. Because fall in, they intentionally spelled that with both meanings, like falling into something and fallen, as if it ends in ing. Really clever. Lots of great detail thought about for the 24-hour video, too. Again, a nice message just about being there for you and never feeling like you spent enough time together. 24 hours is not enough time in the day to cherish being together. But then adds the mystery element, the more dramatic questions with the video, like Esku trapped in this box of sorts, falling to the floor at the end, the members who walk apart, Wanwu and June, who become kind of just blurry, in a lot of ways in this video, they show their interpersonal dance move skill, like ability to work in smaller groups or duos. They work really well together to add to the story, like covering each other's faces with their hands so they can't see, the way Hoshi and the Eight switch places, like a baton pass style moment, the clockwork type choreography, the way some members will pull up the others, Happy Ending utilizes their frequently present movie-within-a-movie-show-within-a-show premise, a la Clap Era, which was great to see. Not Alone was a very cute, light, fun, whistle-filled delight that started off the year of great releases for them. Sweet, comforting message about you're not alone. Nice, gentle sound that can stick in your head easily. In a video that packs a punch. This one was a great time when everyone was cooped up at home due to the pandemic. And this video was just a reminder, we are not alone. They had virtual hangouts. They just chilled at home. They had fun with like a parachute, making a parachute out of a sheet. Just being childlike and having fun indoors. But also just goofy moments reminiscent of their early day videos, getting into their inner child really easily. The shopping carts, blowing out candles on a cake, the confetti blasts, they revisit quite a bit. Them being back in the track and field type stadium environment, well, surrounded by bleachers. That started off a great year for the Power of Love project, where they spent the whole year covering love in all forms. And they closed the year with another Japanese release, concluding Power of Love with Power of Love. Really beautiful sentiment. Then there was Dream with a self-titled video that is just like a warm, comforting hug to watch. It just has this welcomingness because it starts with Junhan just smiling, looking serene, in a nice comfy white outfit, 
fuzzy jacket, checking into a hotel for a special stay. But this isn't just any hotel. This is a magical one. Things are kind of topsy-turvy. There are little tiny doors. The size proportionality is off. Wonderland-esque. They can kind of go to outer space. They bring to life what literal dreams are made of. Like what you're imagining. So this fantasy hotel, this Wonderland-esque hotel, features them in just comfy, cozy sweaters, looking pretty calm and smiling, being so approachable, with a cute, relatively simple dance routine, picturesque settings, a touch of literal magic, bright pink clouds. It is just delightful in so many ways, visually and sonically. And you gotta love the Easter eggs, like the fact it's 525 in the clock above Wanwu in the hotel, 525 was also the time Esku's alarm went off in his 13 Inner Shadows video at the start of the year. So that's a cool full circle connection. Lastly, bedding. A collab with Shingo Katori that is just perfect for a live show. Live orchestra, live theater, energy to it. Bringing to mind the lively home run era I know and love. And it was just thematically and musically, they work so well together. They're just such a great match. Really, really fun song. Now on to a ton of other artists who made the semifinals as I thought about these Japanese discographies. Shiny. Key's Hologram, so underrated, and that song of the same name is a bop and a half. I also like the b-side City Girl. Shiny have released a lot of big music videos for their Japanese releases. They have one in a location that I think has some Easter eggs in it. I broke down in the episode called Give It Up for Shiny, the video for Dazzling Girl. And they stay in this lighthearted detective caper of sorts with Get the Treasure, which really leans into this camp aesthetic, Rocky Horror inspiration, so much action. From a sword eater to a SWAT team to clown masks to a car that blows up with just the push of a button. It ends with a giant bang. It just, you start watching, you're swept up in the action, blink of an eye, video's over, and a jet with flames coming out of it speeds directly at the camera and crashes the screen. Talk about ending with a bang. It's a fast-paced mini-movie of a video. With the lower concept videos with less details to look at, they still keep things interesting and kind of ambiguous. They have these fire powers, ability to have fire emitted from their hands in a couple of the videos. 1000, fire, gosh, so many more I want to talk about, but I could spend all day on it. I mean, other Japanese songs that there's you must check out include Nothing to Lose, Dance, 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 the beautiful sunny side, and from now on, the super playful fun superstar and lucky star. That is a very cute video with a cute dog, balloon ride, picnic. The imagery is just very cute and a fun sunny day image. Yeah, they've really pulled off a vast array of charms from camp to cuteness to creepiness while just looking at their Japanese discography. NCT 127. I can't help but be a bit subjective. I try to do this kind of ranking and review of music as objectively as I can, but personally you know how NCT's music has affected me, especially the subunits, and certain songs just hit all the right buttons in my head to help cope with personal sensory issues and yada yada yada, I've already talked about this. So their catalog means a lot to me, so I kind of had to put it on this list. Bias aside though, I do think they knocked it out of the park with Chain. One of my favorite songs of theirs ever. Love, love, love that industrial sound. It suits them so well. 
Taeyeon's rap, oh my gosh, one of the best parts of any NCT song period, is the middle part of Chain. From Taeyeon's rap all the way up to the point with the we are the one high note. I mean, I ascend during that high note. I also personally have just been moved, just as something to my brain, to put on and to start. A severely underrated go-to comfort song for me. And to start is just beautiful. I also just really love songs like Wakey Wakey and Gimme Gimme. The ones that are probably noisier and more polarizing than some other more just basic pop hits. Not as easy on the ears maybe, but I love when they get eccentric. Oh my gosh, I could talk about so many of these other songs. First Love is great. It has the nice buoyancy, pepping your step, that perfectly brings to life the feeling of first love of that big crush. Blow My Mind and Lips are so good. Kitchen Beat, great song for them, especially because it really is the epitome of their everything but the kitchen sink approach to music. Red Velvet. They bring their delightful inner child aesthetic, their whole way of provoking your inner child as a viewer. That ability is definitely on full display with their Japanese releases. Hashtag cookie jar sounds like a song from a TV show for kids, which I don't mind. It's cute. It's fun. What's not to love? They're just so bright and happy and colorful and sappy. And when they aren't, when they go for a darker vibe, a more mature look, they still keep it so red velvet. When they're showing the velvet, not the red, or vice versa, whichever is darker. They show that duality with like Wild Side, which has a ton of Easter eggs, focuses on a bolder, more sassy, serious, don't mess with me kind of attitude. And there are examples of their duality just within the Wild Side video. Like Yeri, she starts out with pearls and glittery hair clips, a glittery butterfly clip, a pink dress. Then she pivots to a short haircut and a black outfit. They really just, like a light switch, can change things up. Dreamcatcher. Some of Dreamcatcher's songs already felt perfect for the anime rock genre and other just fast-paced, particular favored details in Japanese releases. Certain qualities to their Korean work reminds me of certain J-rock stars and the structure of their work. They did a cool job with Breaking Out, the single from the beginning of the end. Breaking Out has a cool video where they're in this all-white space, connected by red strings. They use color effectively to keep interest in just drama as they're, like, suspended amongst each other and try to do, like, a human-sized cat's cradle to unwind and become a nice full-circle group, untangled. It's quite a visual metaphor. Also, the tale of the red string they may be alluding to is that also is involved in the Fallen Flower video from Seventeen. They've also released overtly anime-ready songs like No More, Endless Night, 80s. They did a great job with Paradigm, especially the choreo, Into the A to Z, Beyond Zero, etc. Honestly, I think my favorite 80s Japanese stuff, just the remixes. Because they don't phone in their Japanese remixes. Like with the extra shift the map and the map to answer, their new versions of songs get this remix treatment that is brand new. It's not just like copy-paste, here's a Japanese version of it, here's a slowed down version or sped up. They get way more creative than that, making their songs feel new again. Declaration on extra shift the map, a particularly nice touch because it's got this piano and low humming that suddenly just surges and becomes this anthemic marker of the dawn of a new era, the perfect intro to lead into answer. Eyes one. 
They really experimented with their looks, despite being a group for relatively a short amount of time. They had different comebacks, each one like a different vibe. They made time still to explore them all while they could. There was Vampire, a self-explanatory aesthetic for that one. Buenos Aires had a travel aesthetic, a casual daytime aesthetic, so they had like a night and day, literally, duality. Then there was the album 12, and the single off that Beware has the cutest video with like a Polly Pocket-esque miniature setup that they shrink into. Like a cute, carryable mini world. It's a good merch idea. Missed opportunity there, but whatever. TVXQ. We could be here all day, and maybe I should do just a whole episode about their music period, because it's so vast, but I'll just say, wow, their Japanese discography is everything. I mean, Five in the Black, Tone, Tree, With, Tomorrow, now we have Parallel, Parallel, and Utsuri. Both of those have videos with a very live theater feel to them, like a show within a show. The premise of, like, making a show is the video itself. Layers of reality in a way. I think really Epitaph was a highlight in their Japanese discography for me. Showed they really still got it. They had some very eclectic b-sides with eye-popping visual aids. And the Epitaph video showed the two of them with one in heaven, one in hell. They know how to really just steal the show with just two people. It's harder than you think to give a stage presence a fullness with just two people. But they really pulled it off well. They both kept in character. Chainman being this rowdy guy, out of control, you know being in heaven, clean cut and on the straight and narrow. The song itself too is just so big and anthemic. I did name it one of the best songs of the year. The video itself really does a great job with that. Their powerful choreography happens as sparks are emitted behind them. A big waterfall of sparks that they perform in front of. The grand finale fitting the climactic song. Some of their best work is just when they lean into the extra factor. They go extra, they go big with their motions, choreography, set designs, premises. The bigger the better for them. TXT Although their Japanese discography is relatively sparse, with a lot of just remakes of their Korean work, their original Japanese songs are very moving. The Magic Hour, Japanese version, I honestly kind of like more than the OG version. I mean, the Wizard of Oz of it all, to watch the dancing bushes. I know Wizard of Oz was trees, not bushes, but I digress. There was the Everlasting Shine single, with beautiful lyrics like, Let's turn these tears into hope. Our rainbow-colored days will advance forward. You'll shine like a diamond. They also acknowledge what they talk about throughout their discography, regardless of language which is about life's complexities. Quote, there's no clear distinction between angels and devils because the world is full of contradictions, unquote. They talk about just kind of getting through life because pressure is what causes a diamond to form. Technically, diamonds are made through pressure. So let's turn our troubles into triumphs and stay the course, and we'll end up sparkling diamonds. On Still Dreaming, and with a single force, they keep up the themes of optimism and shining bright like a diamond. They say it's like a meteor, it's like a meadow, the force within the inevitable. I was touched powerfully by a soft jewel. Our tomorrow is a light we have yet to see. Sure, there will be times when we get frustrated, but let's escape from this labyrinth without stopping. 
The mix of constantly saying we're dreamers captivated by this meteor-like force and meadow-like force is so interesting because they talk about galaxy and outer space themed analogies throughout their discography and they have softer symbolism like meadows. It's just an interesting wordplay because they sound similar but are very different but both could lead to be representative of something good, something hopeful, a new beginning, not an end. On the album Chaotic Wonderland is the song Ito, which is about letting your fate stay bound together. The analogy of being tied together, bound by string, that will weave you closer and not be cut. It fits really well with the theme of that era in their discography. Their Korean release around the same time was about love being the central anchor, helping them stay calm in a world of uncertainty and turbulence. And they translated that really well into a Japanese single with this analogy. Thematic continuity in the Japanese releases is appreciated. Lastly, I want to talk about Good Boy Gone Bad, the EP which has beautiful songs, Ring and Hitri no Yoru, along with the Japanese version of Good Boy Gone Bad, and its own video, which is really an interesting twist. This version starts with more angst and yelling, the classics of the OG video, but also new twists, like a breaking news alert that recaps their Thelma and Louise type car over a cliff moment. There's a frantic phone call, a close-up of a contact lens, the camera getting thrown on its side, new details that leave much up to interpretation. So again, same characters, but slightly different decisions, conceptual continuity, but still keeping your interest, staying unpredictable. Stray Kids I would love a do-over with Sky High. I really like the J-pop artist Sky High. I was very underwhelmed, honestly, by their collab. So please, Stray Kids, do a do-over. They're classic, playful, buzzy, busy, sound effect filled, boisterous style is on full display in their Japanese releases too. The album All In definitely is a testament to that, as well as Circus, which has a lot of pizzazz, as it should. Then there's The Sound, a really powerful mix of very emotional, vulnerable songs and just very fun, busy songs that are higher tempo. I dove into extensively in the Best of February episode of the show. I do think a personal best for them in their Japanese discography, Circus, and Top and Slump. Those are their top three. Monsta X I see some probably accidental cool details with deeper meaning that I just want to read into. For example, with Spotlight, the color scheme is Fantasia yellow, Fantasia era yellow, All In era blue, Alligator era red, the hot pink and purple that became the cover art for the Psyche mixtape from Juhani. You never know. Their Japanese song Black Swan, criminally underrated, living it up, Spotlight's If you're an Easter egg hunter, you'll strike the most gold with living it up and the beautiful wish on the same sky. X phenomenon too. The tunnel setting, the glitching, literal, writing on the wall. I could go on and on. Flavors of Love is a good album. I really like the song Secret, except for the fact it's called Secret, because they already had a song with that title in English and Korean. Okay, one is plural, but still, same song title to me, and now a third secret song in Japanese. I don't know, I just feel like this is getting confusing, because they are separate songs with the same title, not just a different version. But anyway, EXO. 
I was recently revisiting their Japanese catalog because the album Countdown is everything. It is so dance floor ready, so fun. Drop that and run this. Oh my gosh, such good songs to, to rock to, to just get loose and just unleash all sense of caring, unleash all inhibition, especially with run this. When the chorus hits, just let it take over you. Really great, just let the music move you material. Plus they have proof through their releases like Electric Kiss that just put the XO members in a room together or outside together, somewhere together, have them do some in-sync choreo, basic black outfits are fine, and that's enough to just prove that they work so seamlessly together. They're so in sync, they're so compelling, they're just such good performers. As a group, all I stay on them without even making it seem like they had to put too much effort into it. Their Japanese videos for like coming over in the Japanese version of Love Me Right and Lightsaber kind of just effortless in what's intriguing about them. It's like their instruction was just, hey, go be random and goof off, interact with the camera swerving everywhere, let us film you, jump in, breaking stuff, just letting loose. Like the songs entail for listeners too. And they leave just as quick as they come for fun. Like in coming over, they destroy the cameras, walk away, say, and we're done. And they're done. They're like, okay, that's enough. They're just staying in control, keeping your attention. Plus member Baekhyun, his self-titled Japanese album, so good. I love the adorable, clever video for Get You Alone, where he plays the role of both the guy giving advice on TV and the nerdy guy sitting at home watching it, looking for help for how to change up his image to impress people, woo his crush. What's better than Baekhyun? Two Baekhyuns. Plus, you know me and my big red string bulletin board instincts to tie different artists in SM Entertainment's videos together, the SMCU lore of it all. Talk show Baekhyun is on the same set he is in, in the Bad Love era, so the show within a show aspect to the SMCU, alive and well. Wanho just continues to flex abs for days for the Open Mind video. Wanho shows off his softer side on the single On The Way. Omega X really stand up, and the most can't miss song on there, Love Em, which gives me some super junior vibes. Kane Daniel made his Japanese debut with Joyride, which honestly I just put as an honorable mention because I did want more from it, especially his collab with the beyond iconic J-Rockstar Miyavi for the song Hush Hush. The music video could have led to such a huge cinematic video, and so I was very underwhelmed, but still icons teaming up. Hush Hush was everything. That was separate from the Joyride promo, but another Japanese release from him. We I gave some Instagram inspo slash vacation envy with the video for Maldives from the album Youth. Momoland were as cute as ever with Cherry Cherry, plus the Japanese versions of Hits Like I'm So Hot, Bam, Boom Boom. Very Very kept the drama up with the O in Undercover Japanese videos. Mamamoo continued to be the coolest with shampoo. They also have released some compilations and Japanese versions of hits. Dekalkomane, You Don't Know Me, Sleep Talk, Windflower. TFN have released some notable Japanese versions of their songs and videos. Flex, Red Light, Green Light, Ezra Babolta, and from the album Our Teen Blue Side, you should check out Run Up, the single. They're telling an interesting coming-of-age story. EXID took their attitude from their Korean releases, which already seemed 10 out of 10, and made it 11 out of 10 for the Japanese versions. 
the up and down video, bad girl for you, then there was blessed and trouble. SF9 delighted and actually really made me more enamored with them and start paying more attention to them in the first place after the release of Mamma Mia. Iconic, iconic moment for them. But the dramatic, sultry eras of theirs get the attention they deserve in Japan too. There's the fanfare Japanese version. They really go for the highest energy eras to bring back for Japanese releases. As I talked about in the Best of February episode of the show, I talk about in that episode NCT Dream's Best Friend Ever, their Japanese debut that was so cute, with a music video featuring all sorts of weird oddities. They're basically in Hechen's dreams is one interpretation. It was all his dream. They hang out in outer space, have a cute pillow fight, hang out with some Care Bears. It is all so, so cute. Bull 4, B-O-L-4, never gets enough attention, so I'm glad that she got to release a Japanese version of her beautiful album, Red Planet. Stacy released Poppy, that's a cute catchy song with a fun bright video and TikTok ready dance to go with it. It's very Stacy of them. I love when they don't do a 180 for their Japanese comebacks, and they stay very Stacy. It's very Stacy of them still to go with Poppy for their Japanese debut. Blackpink have kind of surprised me, although I guess not knowing YG, but a little surprising they have so few Japanese releases, and all they have are just remixes and new versions, like Kill This Love, Do 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 Do, when is their proper Japanese reveal? Or maybe for Lisa, they could do a Thai song, that'd be cool. Rapper Ash Island teamed up with Chanmina, a really just definition of coolest J-pop stars, for Don't Go. They work really well together. His heavily auto-tuned, intentionally electronified voice and raps with Chanmina's bite and attitude. The video really brings home the message of that song well, too, where Chamina is seen wandering room to room, going door to door, but no matter what destination she's tempted to enter, what she will not be able to just leave at the doorway, like she hopes to, is her memory of this relationship. The whole video and song are about, knock it off, basically. I need to drop this emotional baggage and move on from you. I've warned you before. And the video is an interesting way to bring that message to life. And you could also read into the fact that different rooms lead to such different places because with different colors and lights to distinguish them, they are distinguished from each other aesthetically. So it's like no matter what option, her future involves trying to flee her current state. Lei Seraphim recently actually made their Japanese debut with Choices in the Japanese version of Fearless, which is a really cute video. Super bright and Barbie-esque. Would love like a playset-sized version of that music video set, where they're really just rocking out in this beauty parlor. I have to give Luna an honorable mention for Luminous, Stan Luna, but honestly I was kind of underwhelmed. I know they spent a ton of money on each solo member's Korean release, but it'd be nice if they saved a little more for the budget and promo of the Japanese videos for Luminous and Hula Hoop, but it is what it is. Glad they are popular enough to have a Japanese debut now. 21 brought their signature energy to Go Away, plus Scream. Also, don't forget their collab with M Flow when they released She's So Out of Control. 
I kind of released a lot of Japanese content actually. Welcome back and new kids. I decide flashback. They've even released live concert versions of songs in Japanese. Lots of Japanese versions. And then there's Dumb and Dumber. Truly one of the best songs ever. It is so much fun. Jump up and down worthy. Rock out worthy. Party ready. The epitome of icons personalities. Dumb and Dumber is. That was a moment. Oh My Girl, presented as cute, but a little more sophisticated, with songs like Eternally and Tear Rain, showing off just delicate, beautiful voices. But then, of course, there's all the compilation albums and Japanese versions of hit songs. GOT7 have always brought such high teen, boyish charm to their early day releases period, but also Japanese releases especially. Big, just school athlete energy in a good way. Like junior varsity, humble school athlete energy. They're just really sporty and cute and likable. Throughout the years, they've been busy. Love Train, Around the World, Laugh, Laugh, Laugh. Hey, uh, and the newer releases are not as cutesy, but they're still impressive. I Won't Let You Go is a great release. That's a great pop song. That album actually has a lot of underrated songs like Never Ending Story. Then there's Love Loop. The best song on that album is Summer Vibes. They have quite a big substantive discography in the Japanese market. Itzy are as loud and bold and colorful as ever on What's Itzy. In the It's Itzy compilation, they released the singles Voltage and Blah Blah Blah. And Blah 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 is especially very itzy. With their demeanor, their outfit, the larger-than-life sets, hair and makeup inspo, Rujin is giving me Coraline chic with the blue hair and the dark lipstick. That was a moment. Pentagon knocked it out of the park with Cosmo. That song just goes in many unexpected directions, as does a B-side, Mr. Wolf, which is very weird and short, but very fun, like a little fairy tale theme song. They also teamed up with the J-Rock star Glay for I'm Loving You as part of the 25th anniversary celebration, so that was a big moment for them in Japan. Classy conquer a girl crush concept for Target. They bring their enthusiasm to shut down the Japanese version. And Same Same Different, I like the B-side a lot from Same Same Different's era called Feel So Good, which is a fun mix of sound effects and guitars, and it's more mature for them, but also still cutesy. It's classy. Rocket Punch have some adorable Japanese videos. Bubble Up, A Pink and Purple Wonderland, Doki Doki Love, Fiore, such pretty sets. Only one of, do a nice job with the Japanese song, Seamless Mind. That's very AB6-esque to me. They also have the single, Chrome Arts, I've talked about in the past on the show, as one of the best new releases. Their outfits change, from black outfits to white outfits and back again. The whole camera work transitions between outfit choices and the way they work together in formations. They really just delivered with Chrome Arts and prove that they just do so well with that very specific aesthetic, visually and auditorily, with the dark, distorted synths and the sultry vibe. They also did a remake of Sharam Q's song from 1995 called Cunning Woman, and they brought some sophisticated suaveness, if that's a word, to suit dance. Kara have released a ton of Japanese songs. Their albums like Girls Forever, Mamma Mia, Girls Story, Girls Talk, Fantastic Girls, Lots of Girl Power, classic girl group songs. If you watch certain videos like Speed Up, Bye Bye Happy Days, Mr. the Japanese Remake, Jet Coaster Love, Electric Boy, Thank You Summer Love, it is the epitome of girl group music. 
I mean, it is a big compliment. You see them and you're like, you're one of the classics, aren't you? Like, you were born to do this. This is the kind of stuff, as a girl group fan, you live for. The posing, the outfits, the demeanor, they nailed it. Big Bang, Angie Dragon Solo, have released some great Japanese releases, some compilations. Angie Dragon worked on Pixie Lot's Young Foolish Happy album, the Japanese version of it. BAP released some great Japanese versions and originals. So many hit songs, No Mercy, Excuse Me. I really loved Ive's Japanese debut with the full ballet core, light pink aesthetic for the 11 Japanese version video. Plus, they paired it with Queen of Hearts, a great B-side. We also got a Japanese version of Love Dive. Now, where's the Japanese After Like video? The ballet core was not the only thing to appreciate about the 11 Japanese video. I also just like how it brings home how good they are at this camera work. Like, they know how to interact with the camera, be kind of cute and flirty with it, to get the audience really entranced by them. They're really good at this. The boys do some of their more impressive in-sync choreography in their Japanese releases, and they keep going in the cinematic, action movie-style direction they go in in Korean releases. They really lean into the Steeler era again on Breaking Dawn, the best b-sides off that same-titled album, Einstein and Prism. Plus, they release She's the Boss and Tattoo, but I would say their best Japanese era has been Breaking Dawn. I could picture Breaking Dawn being a K-pop hit. Kepler have released Wadada Japanese version with an Imlay remix I really love. And they made their Japanese original debut with Wing Wing, an adorable video for an adorable song about feeling like you have butterflies in your stomach, you have these wings, you feel fluttery, ready to fly, free as a bird, etc. Because you're so excited about your crush. It's really cute, it's about young love. It's got a cute video with lots of cool art designs, paint, plus you got a light blue room, the purple fountain, some pink outfits. The pastel palette is varied and lovely. They also have these chic preppy looks, the skirts and the fresh white sneakers. The wardrobe is great, and the visuals are great, and the lyrics are cute. And hyphen haven't done tons when it comes to J-pop releases, but what they have released I've really loved. Forget Me Not was great. Border Transient was their big Japanese moment, the first one. They also have released OSTs like Make the Change. Their newest Japanese release, Sadame, came with a lot of Japanese versions of their hit songs. But personally, what really left me so enthusiastic for their Japanese debut was watching the Future Perfect Japanese version video for the first time. Really, really cinematic. It's kind of funny the difference in, frankly, how entertaining and massive and action-packed the Pass the Mic OG version and Japanese version are. Night and day. Suddenly the Korean version seems like not that interesting. Just by comparison, the Japanese version of the video, wowzers. Really just reinvigorated my love for that song in a new way. Brought to life a mesmerizing story about it. I really like paparazzi and other girls' generation Japanese releases, but honestly, what I like most are Taeyeon solo Japanese releases. Her album Voice, so beautiful, she could sing the phone book and I would be enthralled. The best songs on there are Horizon and Turn and Burnt. That's a really good one. Girls Speak Out was quite a moment. She performed with the aforementioned icon of J-pop, Chan Mina, plus who helped write Girls Speak Out is L E I L L. She's a really cool star. Go check out her song Fake Love if you want some doo joyfulness. 
You can tell she was inspired by Elle and she and Mina because she's kind of a mix of both in some ways on the album. That has a lot of confidence, also slower, more vulnerable songs. So she really runs the emotional gamut on hashtag Girl Speak Out, but that main single is one of the best songs. A great way to show her message that's pretty self-explanatory. I love seeing an empowered Taeyeon. Six, CIX, really have expanded their whole music video world building with the Japanese releases included, which I really appreciate because some artists, they have a very just separate story going with those releases. No, these are related to the main story, I believe. They have the My New World video where they show this alternate dimension. There are a lot of big, notable symbols, and they have a classic lyric about basically the darker it is, the brighter the stars. That bright side of life message. So an encouraging message wrapped in a dramatic, intriguing mystery. And then they show off different multitudes. They go for like pop art, comics, collage, animation, all sorts of art forms, aesthetic jumble in the best way, and all for you. They released the ending theme for The God of High School, Win. And they released Revival, which is a really sad song about deciding to kind of let go of someone who's not putting in the same amount of effort into a relationship. Deciding it's not worth it and coming to grips with being alone. And they do some interesting choreography with these cloth strips. It looks simple, but honestly, if you try to dance with fabric and not drop it or get it twisted or trip over it. I mean, lots could actually go wrong. So they tried out something new with the emotional tenor and choreo for Revival. They showed off their cuter side, their happier side in Pinky Swear and the album's title track All For You. There's the OST win and then there's the plot thickening with My New World. That is all for me today. Sorry if your fave wasn't here. This was very hard to narrow down. Feel free to share with me what your favorite J-pop from K-pop stars is on socials or just in Spotify you can tell me directly in the comment box. I hope I helped you gain appreciation for all of them. Don't sleep on these releases. Thank you all for tuning in today to hear my take and I will talk to you all again very soon. Bye everybody.